Morning. Nice to be company. Welcome along. Ever nearer the wedding day. Up with the bunting, as they say. And uh, already two barmies. Sorry, Londoners are out camping outside. I mean, outside Westminster Abbey. Abbey. It's the Abbey, isn't it? Yes, it's it, Westminster it's Abbey. Abbey. It's St Paul's Cathedral, Westminster Abbey. Okay, I get confused. The I Houses said, I said, of Parliament. I know that bit. I said yeah. you'd correct me. And the smaller so things are churches. Okay, it's an abbey because if, if you go inside Westminster Abbey, mm. it's a completely different layout and size to St Paul's Cathedral, which is based on size. You see, I get confused because I grew up in St Albans, where we have St Albans Abbey, which is a cathedral. Really? Yes. Oh, how how is that possible? I don't know. Are they is that not just the, same the confusion thing? that's out there in St Albans. Yes. All oh, right. Okay. That's where that's where I grew no, it's up. very small. Actually, the funny thing is about Westminster Abbey. It's nice. But it's chock-a-block inside with uh, with memorials. Mm. You cannot move for memorials. I mean, you go in there and you think, hardly any room for praying. Because they've got Edward <laughs> the Confessor's chair, they've got <laughs> this grave, they've got that. I mean, it's just that every available bit of space is mm. taken up. So, so why the Steve got... Allen Chapel and uh, <laughs> you know, the Steve Allen Memorial Chapel. Mm, the Steve Allen Memorial. The Steve Allen Memorial, which is very nice. Well, should we hold your funeral in there? Well, I'm hoping to have it uh, held in there, yes. Yeah. Failing that a bonfire in your garden, I think it's quite nice. <laughs> Not with my granite. Douse me with... No, exactly. <laughs> Just douse me with melted I butter. Do, I do have a built-in barbecue, though, so I could, I oh, could, I could stick you on oh, there. Dear, a built-in barbecue? Yeah. Oh, how awful. It's lovely. Really? Yeah. No, it's not. I've actually had it... I designed it myself and yeah. had it built to my It could float me on the Thames with some night lights around, little tea lights and little... Like, like they do on the Ganges. Yeah. I could float down the Thames <laughs> till I get to the sort of Gravesend. With your ballast, you'll never go down. <laughs> No, that's the trouble with my ballast. I will be going down. That's the tr- They'll get me on the Thames. I'll be sinking very slowly beneath the waves. And a small Union Jack will pop up and wave. I, I broke my diet. I ate some of your fruit pastels. Yes, I know somebody did. Yes. It was and me. the biscuits. Did Sam eat the biscuits? No. Has he been anywhere near? No. My well, I, don't, I don't think so. And put He's his hand here. in my bag? I, I, I Has he ever done that? But I had a rifle ever likely? and ate some fruit pastels. Yeah. And did you, the, did you the night before put your hand in and take some chocolate? No. Really? No, I've not, I've not broken my diet. I'm, I'm on going to check obsessed. the camera footage from the hidden camera in the cupboard. Do you think I've been eating from your cupboard? Well, judging by the size of you... Oh, dear, I've lost well, two stones. Thank you very you much. You haven't. I have. You haven't. Have. no good stamping your foot. I'm so very uh, angry about it. How do you think I've it. done that by eating People from your cupboard? People who lie generally lose their tempers <laughs> very quickly because they think if they lose their, their, their temper, we'll all back away and go, oh, yes, of course, you've lost the weight. I you have, haven't. though. You haven't. Could you not see... Could you, you, you have t- not. Because I wrote... When I wore this last time, I knew you'd say this today, because when I wrote, wore this tracksuit mm. top last time, you took the mickey about how tight it was. It's and a tracksuit no. top, is it? Even funnier. <laughs> what would be the purpose of a little thing like you wearing a tracksuit? Suit. Is it to make you look fit? You said I was little. That's good. That's yeah, progress. Little, at least. little in height. <laughs> oh. Nothing else. So, what are you wearing for the wedding? This will be it, won't it? I can just tell. <laughs> this will be the outfit. I can't. I mean, I'd love to go through your wardrobe. Not really, uh, but sort of you know from a distance and maybe you know, sort of with medicated wipes. But I suspect that there are a lot of things in there that probably look like that. No, I'd, I'd wear rubbish clothes to work, whereas I've got some lovely clothes in my wardrobe. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Because mm. you didn't wear them to the show, did you, at the Mermaid Theatre? I did. I you wore so a nice didn't. thing to the show at the Mermaid Theatre. I wore a nice pair of trousers and a shirt. And you look like you walked out of a small Greek fishing village. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been sitting there doing nets with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cast uh, the nets off. Hello, <laughs> tourists. Hello. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm on holiday countdown to my Greek village. Six weeks, to, six six weeks, weeks today. <laughs> I can't believe it. I've had to do a note to somebody here to say, we've got the bank holiday Monday coming up. I've no idea what I'm doing. Oh, I don't either. On the bank holding money. And so I said, is there a schedule? So I've got a rough idea on them. I mean, am I five so, till seven? Am I, what am I doing? Well, I don't, 
Well, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm sure as heck <laughs> don't know what you're doing. Because normally there's sort of a thing that comes out that goes bank holiday Monday, but it's all with the royal wedding. It's all a bit topsy-turvy. And I, I'll have to find out today, because I need to, to sort of gear around for what I'm doing on the Monday. Yeah, that's true. I, it could be another five-hour show for you. I can't be. They're not going to Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it might be a four-hour show for me. God. But I've got no idea. Maybe they'll have me do the nine. Nine-hour show? Yeah. Actually, LBC overnight used to be eight hours. You're joking. It did end the well, early days. They used to have one presenter doing an eight-hour show. Adrian Love used to do eight hours. It was overnights. You're having it. Seriously not. In, well, in the very, very like early 10, days. 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. Small wonder it? the boy took to drink, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I mean, he had to drink to keep himself cheerful. He used to be absolutely off his trolley, but he used to... It was an overnight eight-hour programme. Wow. You can... Oh, a book we've ordered, is it? Uh, two books. How to Lose Weight Quickly. No! I'm losing weight. By Mrs. Mrs. Fufas. Uh, it's <laughs> what, 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 what is it a book on? It's none of your business. Oh, it's a, oh, a secret book. It's not a secret book. What is it's it? A, it's from holiday reading. Oh, right. Nice. Which, which one is it? Uh, I've bought a couple of... Uh, I've bought two ba- Jackie Collins. <laughs> Should have asked her. I got them in the cupboards. Oh, have you? Yeah. Jackie and I are close friends. We go back a long way. I know. I tweeted her the other day and she ignored it. Yeah, well, I can understand that. I've written to her telling her about you, so it's probably, no, probably she, safer in the long run. She was one of the first interviews I ever did, and she wrote really? me a lovely letter afterwards, which my mother had framed, uh, saying how... <laughs> saying, so saying what a wonderful interviewer I was. Really? And, uh, how, she writes how that to everybody. Was, it's written by her secretary. How happy she was to meet me. Yeah. Um, how, 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 how did you sign it? She signed it Jackie. Yeah, that's not her signature. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's by a guy it's called Bob, who's his secre- her, 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 her secretary. on her panther-headed paper, because Jackie Collins is one of the few authors that has a logo. Yeah. Yes, so I've bought... It comes from an agency, and, um, and they just churn out the letters. So I've got Lucky, and I've got Chances. <laughs> can't believe you've got holiday you, reading. You don't think that... You, seriously get, you think you're going to have enough time on holiday to sit down and read two books? Oh, I do on the beach. Oh, oh do I you? I love a beach read, oh. yeah. Was so, that not sort of halt the tanning process for you? You know, you open up the book and immediately there's like a small eclipse No, because over you, you. You, you kind of, you go up, you, you, you recline the seat upwards, the, 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 the sun lounger upwards, oh. and then you hold the, the book uh, just at the level of your speedos. God, tell me you're not wearing speedos. <laughs> Please, t- you're not wearing speedos, are you? Why would I not wear speedos? No, I'm just, I'm just sort of saying, I mean, you will look like a Russian weightlifter in them. I think that... Because a lot of nice. Russians wear speedos. I think a, a nice, nice skimpy pair of speedos, maybe yeah. a thong. Oh, God damn me. What was that? Was that a moan of pleasure? No, no, I mean, I mean to, to be honest with you, I think best you do take books. It'll be your only comfort over there. You'll not be meeting anybody. They'll be going, who is it? Oh, God, he's reading a Jackie Collins. How recherche. I took married lovers away. Yes. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'm intrigued by the story in the paper about the guy who's singing about kung fu fighting when this Chinese boy walks past with his mummy mm-hmm. and and takes offence. I mean, and oh, uh, that's ridiculous. And sticks two fingers up to the bloke singing. Everybody was kung fu mm. fighting because he sings it as part of his his act. Mm. And this silly little Chinese bloke took offence and complained to the police, who came and arrested the bloke, <laughs> who came and arrested him. That, that, what sort of world are we living in? Actually, the, the, the Chinese people that did that are actually perpetuating racism by thinking that that's racist. But why would you think... I mean... Oh, they've all gone mad. There's like some poor woman, terminal cancer, travellers, let's just call them travellers, shall we, move into a field next door to her, and they come round and threaten to kill her cattle with chainsaws. So quite rightly, she has a, she has a licence for, for a gun, get off my land... She calls the police. They take her gun away. They go, it's a sensitive issue. 
I thought, are the police such girls now that they're frightened of a few naff travellers turning up in their bloody caravans onto fields left, right and centre? What's the matter with everybody? Mad. It's quite mad. I'm so glad for the sanity of the wedding on Friday. Oh, wait. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to the mail. Will, will, will you come to the mail with me? No, I won't. No, Sam and I are doing something. Oh. And um, okay. he doesn't well, know this. Um, I'm off now then, so thanks. Yeah, just leave the, leave the iPad too, OK? I, was, I just was putting it somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, Sam, if, if you'd like to go to my cupboard, can you get something out for Madam next door? Okay. Oh, is he, ne- no, is he mm. next door? Yeah, he does, he does the, the, oh, is he? the stuff next Does door. he sit in the dark in there or something? Um, I love the cover that you've got for it as well. I've got the red leather. You know, if you want to get me a little gift, yeah. that would be perfect. Yes. Strange, strange that, actually. I, I thought paraquat, but no, no, there you go, you know. What's that? <laughs> Doesn't matter, it's a weed killer. Oh, <laughs> that's not very nice. <laughs> You're not having an iPad too, no chance. Miracle Grow. Miracle Grow, yes. Last thing you need is Miracle Grow. <laughs> Last <laughs> thing. Rich. I know, I'm, no, I'm, I mean that the caring, oh, sharing way. Two stone I've got off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> anyway, God, dear, honestly. Small wonder we've all got grey hair around here. We get very stressed very easily. But it is Friday, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's not Friday today. Today's Wednesday. And, and then it's so Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday. And then we've got the bank holiday Monday. And once I find out what we're doing, I shall let you know. Because I'm sure you're as keen to find out as I am. But uh, St Albans put on the map this morning. There was a lady there, 62, and she thought she was past dating, talking to Christo earlier on. Which, of course, you're not, because it's age is a state of mind. I've discovered this. Age is a state of mind. You know, so I, I know people of sort of 27, 28, and they go, oh, I feel really old. And you go, you're 27, 28. Christo's going on about his age, and laughingly came up earlier with his 33. Well, I mean, you know, plus that. It'll be plus that on that one. And, uh... You're shouting at me through the glass, you common little man. Hey, um, and so, <laughs> I love that expression. There was a lovely line, and it was in Faulty Towers, and it was this actor, and I can't remember his name, but he was really good. And um, and Basil's doing something, uh, and I can't remember what it is, and this man did, he says, go away, you grotty little man. <laughs> it's just, it was the funniest thing ever. It was just one of those great lines where you think, that was sort of Basil, like, yes, go away, you grotty little man. It was just, it was good fun. Uh, so there's people out camping on the streets already. Nothing new for London. And, um, and they're going to be there for two days before they actually get to... But at least they're going to be at the front. The trouble is, you imagine, they start the, uh, the wedding thing and you're desperate for the loo. So you go to the loo, you come back, and somebody's got your space. Because if you notice, people do that. They muscle in on the... Ra- you know, go away. They like people muscling in on stuff like that. But uh, it's very exciting now. Papers are full of it. If you don't like it, it's kind of tough. It's only going to go for a day. I know that the pre-publicity and the after-publicity goes on for a little while, but for God's sake, get over yourselves. You know, you don't like it, you don't like it. doesn't matter. Nobody's going to change your mind. You know, we're not going to try and convince people to get excited about the royal wedding. I do get excited about royal weddings. I've covered one, and, uh, and I've watched a couple of them. And so this will be the third royal wedding. And I'm very much... No, actually, it might even be the fourth. can't remember. Did I witness Princess Anne? Yes, I think I saw Princess Anne's. But as we said yesterday, looking back at the pictures in the paper of the mirror of 30 years ago... My God, everybody was young. We all look so much younger. Then you think, 30 years ago? 30 years ago? How frightening is that? It's like sort of working here and having a producer who wasn't born when you started. Now that's what I call frightening. 5.15 is the time. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC. <laughs> These are the headlines. Overnight Olympics organisers have been forced to extend the midnight deadline for ticket applications after a last-minute surge in demand. The website crashed for 20 minutes, so applications were being accepted up to 1am. The Defence Secretary has played down the prospect of a Libya-style military intervention in Syria. 
Liam Fox has urged the regime in Damascus to pause and reflect about the consequence of its bloody repression of protesters. And with just over two days until William and Kate meet at the altar, a royal wedding dress rehearsal is happening right now in central London. The armed forces involved are walking the route they'll be taking in full uniform, but without music. That rehearsal is later in Westminster Abbey. Let's have a check on the road, shall we, for this morning? Jay Louise. Thank you very much, Stephen. Starting in the centre of town, as you've just... Hey. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome along. Wednesday morning. Woo, 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 woo. Royal wedding. Woo, 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 woo. And Nick Ferrari's got a big box in his pigeonhole. And you know who it's from? It's from Nikki Graham and her mum. But it's addressed to him and me. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait and see if it materialises. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll say to him, oh, something... Yeah. And see if he sort of shares it. Because if it's food, he'll eat it. You know, and I'll, it'll never see the light of day, I'm afraid. So uh, it came in. I've got no idea what it is. But it's from Nikki Graham and her mum, because they listen all the time. It'll teach you. Uh, stories of the papers. Oh, yes, I see that, uh, actually, that, well, sort of a couple of things. First of all, it's, it's royal wedding fever. Then there's the bloke on the front of the sun who Christo told you was nicked for singing kung fu fighting in front of a Chinese pair. I mean, the Chinese boy stuck two fingers up to this fellow as he walked past and gave one of those kind of, I don't know what they call it now, anyway, something quite, quite rude. And... Um, and then he was accused of racism. You'd think the police would have something better to do, wouldn't you? For God's sake. I mean, honestly, it's just ridiculous. Uh, the Daily Star today. I did watch um, The Only Way is Essex, and they've got Chloe on there. It's a bloke. Is it? Tell me it's a bloke. It's not a woman. It just looks peculiar. And she's actually the one with the, with the camp cousin called Joey Essex. Joey Essex, who's as camp as a fruitcake. And, uh, I mean, it's just peculiar. But, but the most peculiar thing about the whole programme, the more I watch it, is how creepy Mark Wright has become. Because, strangely, Mark Wright's best friend is the revolting Jack Tweed. And yet, we've never seen Mark Wright do a day's work. We've never seen him do anything at all. I've never actually seen him do anything apart from argue, call girls babe and talk about... Th- I mean, he has nothing in common with the old baggage that he's about to marry. And I suddenly realise... They're all acting. Everybody's acting in it. There's, there's nothing, none of it is real. It can't be because it's so stupid. I mean, they sit... Somebody said the other day, one, two of the girls were sitting there um, and they were talking as usual in the usual sort of Essex way, which is kind of sort of three octaves up from a songbird. And, and they're sort of tweeting about, yeah, babe, yeah, babe. And one of the girls said, yeah, well, c'est la vie. And the other one goes, what's that? I mean, seriously, she said, what's that? So she went, it's French. Is it? Oh, I don't know, babe. And you think... You really are as bloody thick as we think you are, aren't you? What an embarrassment. You know, supposedly adult people. And there's none thicker than poor old Amy Childs. You know, they actually try and get as many gigs as they can because without the gigs, she's not earning any money. And so they sort of push her out all over the place. Uh, But, I mean, she is ultimately the stupidest person you've ever seen on the television. She almost made Jade Goody look intelligent in part. I mean, it was, it's, it's really embarrassing because I'm not sure if they're acting stupid or they really are stupid. Mind you, over in the old Kerry Coke toner camp, Kerry's latest boyfriend has dumped her, because, you know, been out with her a long time. And uh, he, he gave an interview to a magazine. Having told everybody he couldn't stand all the publicity surrounding her, he said, I went round the house, he said, and uh, there were camera crews there and film crews, said, everything's done in front of the film crew. I thought, well, you can't be that stupid, you must realise what her life is. And, and they said, you know, can we talk to you about it? He said, no, you can't. So anyway, he's dumped her. He's, he's supposedly an, an, um, is he an architect or something like Whatever he is, he, he, he certainly doesn't look like one to me. He's got tattoos all the way up his arms, and he looks a little bit, little bit peculiar. Here he is. He says she's lonely and all her pals are fake. Yeah, a little bit like uh, Mr Desperate. This is uh, this poor boy here. 
and uh, Dan Foden has already been on a couple of television programmes and uh, the next thing is he'll, he'll want to be famous. I don't know any um, architects or... What is he? Not an architect, actually. What is he? I can't remember what he is. He's, he's something like an architect. Oh, he's Chartered Surveyor. I've never seen Chartered Surveyors. With ta- they're generally quite well-heeled people. This one looks like a bit bit chav, you know. Must be if he's interested in going out with her. But he says she's lonely and all her pals are fake. It's a bit like Jordan, isn't it? It's the same, same sort of thing. It's a bit like The Only Way is Essex. They're all fake on there. Because they can't be that stupid. Mark Wright, who's coming over as a really not very nice person now, you know, started arguing with his mum and sister. They're all as barking mad as each other, I'm afraid. Nanny Pat, who looks like she smokes about 500 fags a day. Not particularly good. And, uh, and the Daily Mirror, um... It's talking about Andrew Marr. Andrew Marr, a journalist, took out an injunction a few years back to stop the press asking questions about a young girl that he'd had a fling with. And, and it's strange enough, the reason that people are now saying Andrew Marr, the hypocrite, is because he quizzes politicians on his programme about private things in their life, whilst all the time covering up his own misdemeanours. He's apparently been paying for a, a child he thought he'd fathered, um, Andrew's an odd-looking fellow, and um, they they now saying, you know, it's it's a bit of an outrage. And he sort of had to... Of course he had to come out, because people are going, it's Andrew Marr. You know, it's Andrew... The, these gagging orders are quite ludicrous. Here is a man who quizzes people about things that they've done in their own life whilst covering up his own little affair, which he had years ago, with a, a fairly young journalist. Not very pleasant at all, I'm afraid. Oh, and uh, Strictly Come Dancing star Gavin Enson... Uh, has been kicked out of the club. He's, uh, unfortunately... And I, I don't want to sort of be too harsh on Gavin Enson. He's not the brightest penny in the box. He spends a lot of money on makeup and hair care. And he's very sort of pretty boy, but a bit thick. OK, a little bit thick. Anyway, he has a drink problem. And the reason he has a drink problem is he's one of these people who, when he has a few drinks, he becomes quite nasty. Now, this is not the, uh, the first time. Uh, you'll remember that uh, in 2007... He became drunk and abusive on a train journey from Cardiff, and he was hauled off. He took part in drinking games and abused passengers. Uh, his friends urinated on the floor. I mean, he's, he's really not very pleasant. He also broke his hand after punching another friend for shirking a drinking forfeit. Uh, two years later, he was banned from Cardiff bars after complaints he was a nightmare when he was drunk. So he's now being kicked out of the latest one. Gavin, sweet pea, let me just explain this to you now. You're very young, you're very stupid... You think you're something big, you're not. Drink's affecting you quite badly. Cut it out. OK? That's the advice. I know it's obviously not easy for you, because we've all realised, having seen you on the television, that without a drink, God knows you're bloody boring. But uh, unfortunately, with a drink, you're abusive. And uh, so, sacked from the rugby club. Not exactly a great track record, is it? Mind you, did go out with Charlotte Church. Were they married? They think they were married. Mind you, the other story they're talking about in the paper today is, um, is Nancy Delolio. Uh, Nancy Delolio, as you know, um, went out with Sven Goran Eriksson. They weren't married. They weren't married, but they sort of lived together on and off, on and off, on and off. And even though he was sort of playing away, she still hung on to him because best that best that they go, Nancy Delolio going out with Sven Goran Eriksson, or who is she? Answer: She's that high flying lawyer, not from Italy, hardly ever, uh, who sort of likes to go out with old men. So the latest one. It's quite a bit older than her. And the reason she's talking to the papers is because she says, everybody thinks I've got money, but I haven't. I'm waiting for the settlement from Sven. And Jane Moore says in her column today, you know, let's get this right. They weren't married. Why should he have to pay her anything? 
you know, put it this way, she had a very, very good life when she was with him. She's certainly very average. We know that when we saw the interview with, with Dreas Morgan. And you watched it and you think, why should Sven have to pay her anything? She got free flights, free food, nice cars. She got taken out to everywhere. What, and pay her as well? Pay her for what? But anyway, she's saying, I haven't got any money. So obviously not a very successful lawyer either, I'm afraid. Seeing she spends most of her time over here. I always thought Nancy Delolio was a bit boring, I'm afraid. On the other hand, uh, we lost the other day uh, polystyrene. But to be honest with you, I, I knew polystyrene only because she was in the punk movement, which sort of died out, although some people still try and keep it alive. But frankly, it's, it's fighting a losing battle. And... Um, I, I do quite like the statement on her website, which says she lost her, her battle the other day. The beautiful polystyrene, uh, who has been a true fighter, won her battle on Monday to go to a higher place. I think that's quite, that's quite a nice line. You know, safe saying, you know, she, she's dead, she passed away, whatever. But to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you any of her singles. I couldn't tell you, you know, anything about her at all, apart from she had a funny name, polystyrene. Her real name was Marianne Elliott Said. Said. And, and that was all I know. She's only 53, so whichever way you look at it, it's still a bit sad. And I suppose she has her, her name in the annals. Uh, she accepted, she'd always be known uh, for a single called, wait for this one, Oh Bondage. Remember that one? Doesn't exactly spring to mind, does it? No, not for me either, I'm afraid. But, uh, but she died the other day at the age of 53. But she did make herself seen and her, as indeed did most people in those days. They were all doing it. They were all turning up. You know, I remember sitting there in front of the telly watching the famous Bill Grundy interview with the Sex Pistols. And, and I can't remember if polystyrene was on that. But Bill, of course, had had a dreadful day. He saw himself as a really, you know, good journalist. He was all right. He enjoyed a drink like most boozy journalists or rugby players. And uh, he thought he was doing a classical piece that day. He seriously thought he was. And when they said, no, no, you're going to be doing the Sex Pistols. It, what? So when they sort of sat in there and they were all gobby and lounging around and then somebody swore and, of course, Bill, thinking he was being... I mean, I was watching it at home on the television. I could tell you exactly where I was the time that I watched the Sex Pistols interview with Bill Grundy. And, um, and one of the girls said something and he said, go on, say something else. Because, obviously, all they briefed him on is that, that punk was a bit shocking and here were young people thinking they were being really clever... Whereas, in fact, you know, the, leads, the, the lead singer of one of these sort of the so-called top punk groups at the time has to advertise butter now. Bit of a sad come down, isn't it, for sort of having to, uh, to take the old golden shilling for poor little Johnny Rotten, whose life has just been a couple of reality shows and a butter advert. Poor soul. And, um, and so they're on there and one of the girls says something. He says, go on, say something else. And so she looks at him and goes, you're a dirty old man. And so he said, well, say something else. I don't know why he kept going down that route. I think, to be honest with you, he didn't think it was going to go the way it did. Because they let, then let fly with a torrent of filth on the television. And we all sat, because he, he basically asked them, because they were all drunk. And they were a bit stupid, thinking they're really... You know, people think that we're all terribly shocked by somebody swearing on television. It's so dated. Princess Margaret, every other word was a swear word. I mean, she was known for it. She was absolutely known for it. So poor old Bill Grundy sealed his fate. But we all sat there going, oh, my God. <laughs> it was, I mean, to be honest with you, it was never thought at the time. We'll still be talking about it years later. But, uh, but very entertaining, very entertaining. We like that a lot. OK, what we'll do, we'll take a, a short break and, uh, and then we'll go through more of the uh, papers uh, this morning. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. It's so simple. LBC 97.9. 
Morning, everybody. So, uh, Jack says, uh, you recommended Amazon this morning for the Royal Family box set, and I thought I'd check it out. It's cheaper the next day delivery on HMV. No, it's not. Honestly, I'll hate it when people don't listen. It drives me mad, honestly. Uh, I said yesterday that it was, what was it, £20 on, um, on HMV.com, but on Amazon, I said it was £15.41. If you've got Amazon Prime, it's free delivery. Why can't people hear properly? Why do you have to repeat everything twice? Could have saved you writing, you know, um, a sort of e- an email in. So it's cheaper on Amazon if you've got Amazon Prime. Because Amazon Prime is free delivery. Fur-er-er delivery. Free. So uh, it's much cheaper. You know, if you want to waste 20 quid with HMV, that's your problem. But uh, frankly, I'd rather save the money on Amazon Prime. 50 quid and everything's delivered free for the year. Everything is delivered free. Unless it comes from an outside source. And uh, and Paul. No, I said yes. To- oh, why are people not listening at the moment? I'm really driving me mad. Um, it says, I've, I it's wondered if I could get the words for the school song from Goodbye Mr Chips. Well, I've half done it. The song is on the Chandos. Yes, I know what the, I know where the song is. I've got it. Because I explained yesterday that I've already given a copy away to Chris Christodoulou because he likes the music of Richard Adensell. It does not have the words of the school song. The, there are no words on there at all. The music we've got, we've had the, we've had the CD for the last three years. You know, and I've bought loads of copies and given it to people because people love it. But unfortunately, the words on there, there are no words on the thing at all. And you can't find them anywhere. And, as I say, you listen to it as many times as you can, and you still can't pick out the blasted words. So all we want is the words for the school song on there, but they don't appear anywhere. So don't, don't buy the CD. We've already got the CD. You could download it anyway from, uh, from iTunes. It says, the school was Repton in Derbyshire. Many of the lads and staff who were there at the time featured as extras. Yep, there's, there's websites devoted to this. I'm, I'm well up with what it is. He said, I've actually been around it. Several of my paper lads attended there when I worked at the shop in Derby. Yeah, but it's the words, and you don't get them from the, from the CD, I'm afraid. If only. It'd make life so much easier, wouldn't it? You imagine. Oh, God, we found the words. But uh, I cannot find them. Bit chilly today, says Mark the Bailiff, off out early. It's gonna, by the time we get to Friday, it's chucking it down. But, I mean, who cares? Who cares? Somebody phoned me yesterday and said, it's going to rain on Friday. They went, I've just remembered you said, who cares? And I said, it doesn't actually make any difference. I know lots of people who are not doing the Royal Wedding Friday. They're going to go out to theme parks because the theme parks will be empty because 99% of the country will be glued to televisions. They'll all be sitting there. So, in fact, you could be the only one wandering around Alton Towers or something like that, which would be quite nice. Yeah, free, free William and Kate card. I say free William and Kate card. It got sent in by a very well-meaning person who thought that a first-class stamp would cover it. It didn't. We had to pay a pound twelve. Should have sent it back. I know, again. I mean, how can that be a pound twelve to send? Plus a first-class stamp. It doesn't weigh anything, does it? So there was a first-class stamp on the envelope, plus one pound twelve to pay. What a bloody rip-off. Honestly, that post office is. Let's get rid of them. Let's send it by carrier. But how can it be a pound twelve? Put them in your cup. Yeah, I think they're lovely, aren't they? But they're cardboard. I've got no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Made out. So it comes with a, with a tea bag in here, apparently. But it's cost us pound twelve to get. And also, an even bigger insult, made in Germany, the card. <laughs> Bloody made in Germany, <laughs> I ask you. They're all Germans anyway. Well, exactly. Well, they are, well, well they, are, they are Germanic. It, it is a Germanic dynasty. God knows. I could have had all sorts of things. Um, Paul in Hampshire says, I heard you're going to be a page boy at the Royal Wedding. Now, that would be a funny sight. Uh, yes, it probably would be if it were true, of course. But sadly, I think I think the cut-off point's about twelve. Yes, I'm I'm chief, I'm matron of honour, I think, at this one. I'd have a fit. Sit down. 
I'd have a field day. But you know what they're, they're not doing, which they normally do for weddings, you know, bride or groom, right, or left-hand side of the chair. They're not doing that this time. Sit wherever you like. Get there early, you know. Uh, Beckham's at the back. At the back! They could try to muscle in, Vic. You don't know either of them. Davy boys just work with them on a couple of football things, because that's always quite handy to get in on, isn't it? Perhaps he'll be sitting there with an endorsement sticking up out of his head or something, you know. You know, David Beckham drives a car by whatever. I bet she's wearing a... I wonder if they've sent out... I said yesterday. I wonder if they've sent out a thing saying, listen, as you're all sitting down, um, can you not wear big hats? Because I've got this feeling that, that Vic's going to be wearing some enormous thing that's come out of My Fair Lady. And then, of course, if you're sitting behind, you have to go, excuse me, can you take your hat off, love? We can't see. I want, I want to watch them. I want the cameras to roam around and see who's singing the hymns. I want to see all of that. But actually, now is a very good time. Well, in fact, actually, I should have told you yesterday. Get up, because we all knew about it yesterday. Get up early this morning, and you can watch the whole wedding thing. You can actually watch all of the rehearsal this morning, because it's taking place now in London. They'll do it. So all the soldiers have been up since about two in the morning. You know what soldiers are like? I'm not going up this time. I haven't sobered up from the night before. And they're all sort of out there, and they're all marching through, but with no music, because that would freak people out. And, and they're doing it cash jeans and t-shirt kind of thing but they're all marching and then they're all so they all know where they are for friday because you don't get many many rehearsals for this thing and there'll be people everywhere there'll be people with sticks marking out the ground there'll be people marching you know this is you stop directly it's it's military precision it's fantastic to watch really is it's absolutely amazing uh, Kev says, the only way is Essex makes me want to ask Hertfordshire County Council to move the boundary and take Harlow under its wing. You could ask for Epping to come too. <laughs> Do you know, the funny thing is, Kev, that you look at these people on the only way is Essex, and then you go to Essex. They don't exist, these people. These are, these are, these are the stupid, thick ones that we've got on the television. The embarrassment. You know, the ones who, who claim to be adults, but frankly, they couldn't organise the proverbial in a brewery. Mark Wright, as I say, we've never actually seen him doing anything. He, he was playing tennis the other day, looking a bit, a bit girly, I think, wearing his little whites and everything else. And then you knew it was staged when Arge, that's the fat one, you could always tell when people are a bit odd because they've got nicknames. Arge. Arge for, oh, God, you're blooming huge, aren't you? And, um, and he, he was playing tennis, and he, and he said to um, the, the funny little girl, Amy Childs, the one who's a bit thick. In fact, they're all a bit thick. So uh, he said, listen, try and distract Mark. So, you know, boobs out the front and then bend over quite a bit. And Mark's playing with his, with his supposed fiancé. I mean, frankly, if, if that ever happens, it'll be the biggest travesty in the world and he'll come over as the biggest fool, I'm afraid. I don't know where these people think their lives are going to finish after this. Because I think this series is running out of steam already because the acting has got so poor. You know, Mark walking into the kitchen the other day... No, but they are acting lines. Mark, well, they, I mean, they are. They're, they're acting as if they're adults, but they're not. They haven't been to RADA, but I think some of them have done a correspondence course. Well, in Amy's case, she tried to open the envelope and failed miserably. You know, so, oh, I don't know. Because they do seriously sit there, and they... And what is it? What, Joey Essex, this is the really camp one. He, everything was ream or something. Re- I've never heard these expressions. Mark Wright can't speak for toffee. I mean, he must be the ultimate thick bloke. Because they, they talk in a language that you think, I'm sorry, I know people in Essex, they don't talk like this at all. And Joey walks into this house with, I think, Kirk and his very odd father. His very odd father who looks a little bit peculiar, like you wouldn't want to meet him on a dark night. And he wants to ask one of these girls out. This is the, I think it's Chloe. She's the one who's got Joey as a cut. They're all a bit stupid. But Chloe's had all this work done and she's like, thick. 
And they do talk like that. And you begin to wonder, did they go to school or was it just approved? Because when you listen to them, I don't know anybody who talks like that. Even Mark Wright's fallen into this sort of gap of saying things that when you hear him talking, you think, how old are you? Are you 12, 13? You know, none of them can... I mean, you know, the Arge, or Arge, is about the only one who can roughly string a few words together. And unfortunately, he's so fat, nobody's interested in him. And he was playing tennis. And and they just look stupid. Quite clearly. I mean, it's like little girls. As opposed to whacking the ball over the net, like you see all the butch lesbians doing at Wimbledon, in this case, they're sort of hitting it over like little children do. It's, I mean, it was, it was pathetically stupid to watch. Uh, 84850 thank you to the Ace Dating Company I love these ones as you've had no response to your to your profile page would you like to take advantage of our guarantee and have a further six months free of charge only this time without the photograph <laughs> that's very funny isn't it What was it? there was another one that comes it's, the joke is about a tic tac I can't remember what it is it's very funny a little bit rude but very funny actually uh, so if anybody else understands the only way is Essex and could tell us if I mean it's just awful. It really is. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible. Weather for today, let me tell you, because yesterday was blooming cold. I walked out of here in the morning and I, t- I thought, I'm glad I put a vest on. Uh, any cloud will move away, leaving a dry, sunny day. 17 centigrade. That's colder than yesterday. That's, that's the best you're going to get. That's well, it's hardly Fahrenheit, is it? How can it be Fahrenheit? It's, cel- it's centigrade. It's a 17 centigrade. No, we don't do Celsius. That's, that's for num- numpties. It's centigrade. Like, we've still got pound shillings and pence, and I measure everything in feet and inches. I also do miles to the gallon. I don't do kilometres. It's centigrade. Uh, it's currently nine centigrade. Uh, sunset is at 8.15. Tonight, seven centigrade. That's colder than last night. Further three-day forecast. Friday, some scattered showers are likely. OK, for that read, they're hedging their bets. Highs, 16 centigrade. Saturday, cloudy with sunny spells, 18 centigrade. And Sunday, more cloud with some sunshine. Highs, 17 centigrade. Tomorrow, incidentally, cloudy for a few sunny intervals, scattered showers as well. So it just looks like Thursday, Friday. The rest of it could be quite good, and then it's another bank holiday weekend. I mean, it's just non-stop bank holidays at the moment in this country, isn't it? It really is absolutely loads and loads of them. Oh, and I had an email... Actually, Christian sent me an email saying, um, I haven't been able to contact the winner of Sunday's Apple iPad 2 and leather smart cover, but the winning bid was placed at 8.49 and 39 seconds, and it was £1.64. £1.64, but then blow me down. Within five minutes of that arriving, I got an email from Francesca. And Francesca says, Steve, I've just received a text to say I won the iPad 2 on Sunday. Thank you so much. She said, I've played How Low for so long now, I began to think I'd never win, but you've proved me wrong. So I then wrote back to Christian saying, this is who the winner is. It's a lovely lady called Francesca. And he then wrote back and said, excellent. I'm glad you're more in the loop than I am. I said, no, she wrote to me. Because people get excited. I mean, it's a nice thing to win. It's lovely. I've got my Christo trying to spirit it away. But uh, it's not going to happen. So, well done, Francesca. And I hope you enjoy it. I think you will, actually. You really will enjoy it. It'll be absolutely fantastic. Nick Ferrari this morning at seven. Andy Heyman, former head of specialist operations in the Met Police, on the wedding security. Uh, Ming Campbell, as well, will be joining joining him uh, this morning. Plus, they're talking to uh, the royal dressmaker, Stuart Parvin, the youngest, I think, of Her Majesty's uh, designers. Uh, and on Friday, we'll be doing all sorts of things. 
you know, we'll be talking to uh, photographers and things like that, and dressmakers and the public, and you know, just loads and loads of people who are involved with stuff like that. Did you tell you what they what we learnt the other day from uh, Giles Brandreth, the wedding march? You know, the one that goes um, that bride thing that they all go out to. It wasn't written as a wedding march at all. It was written, I think, for um, a Shakespeare, a piece of Shakespeare. It was never written as the wedding march. It was written for... Sh- and it was supposed to be done with full orchestra and chorus and everything else. I learnt that from Giles Brandreth the other day, so I was very happy. Very, very happy. Other stories of the papers today, and I'm sure you've got thoughts on them. 84850, uk. Uh, movie legend Elizabeth Taylor had a secret love child. Because you can say anything you like now, because she can't uh, answer for herself. Although, no doubt, they'll find some barking person who claims that they'll be talking to Elizabeth Taylor. And they asked her about the secret love chant. She said, yes, it'll be in the third draw down, that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, the cops were fast as lightning. It was a little bit frightening. Which is a great line from, everybody was kung fu fighting. Carl Douglas had the big hit with it. Ooh, ah. Uh. And uh, as he did it, uh, he got uh, arrested by the police. He was at the Driftwood Beach Bar in Sandown, Isle of Wight, on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, he began the Carl Douglas disco classic. He said, we were performing Kung Fu fighting, as we do during all our sets. People, people love it, because everybody goes, ooh, ah, everybody does it. Anyway, this, this lad walked past with his mum. He called us and then said a very rude word, so obviously uh, not a very nice person at all, and, uh, and then took a picture on his mobile phone of us. I mean, God, you worry about the sanity, don't you, of these people? Next thing, the police turn up. And uh, pals of Lads Mag model Imogen Thomas, remember Imogen, the one who's done the rounds with just about everybody, believe that her married premiership star lover planned to propose. Do you know, there's now as stupid as women who sleep with married men. Why did you sleep with him, darling? Well, he told me he was going to leave his wife. Don't be so stupid. Don't be so stupid. You think he's living the, leaving the security of the wife to a serial... Well, anyway, she's certainly been around. 14 to 6. These are the headlines. Hundreds of members of the military are carrying out a royal wedding dress rehearsal this morning. The full-scale walkthrough in preparation for Friday's big day involves the Army, the Navy and the RAF. The 2012 Olympic ticket deadline expired this morning after a last-minute surge in demand. The website crashed for about 20 minutes, forcing organisers to extend it to 1am. Millions of PlayStation users are being warned their personal details may have been stolen by hackers. Sony's asking them to look out for telephone and email scams. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for this morning. It's all going on. Jay Louise. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, yes, in town, due to the royal wedding rehearsal that's taking... So you can't beat a bit of bit of sort of music that sort of fires you up. And as they're all out rehearsing in London, they'll all be going, oh, I wish we could go home to bed. <laughs> and you suddenly realise that London is alive all the time. You know, it's a 24-hour city. And uh, they're all out rehearsing for the Royal Wedding for Friday, which, which would make really good. If, you were, if you're down near Parliament Square, it must look fantastic. Never get the car down there, but you can go down there and have a, a quick walk. Jane Moore says today, get a job, Nancy. This is Nancy Delolio, who just is like a shark who circles, you know, people and hangs around with them. She's been described as a lawyer. A profession, Jane Moore says, that suggests she's both highly intelligent and one might surmise financially self-sufficient. Yet uh, she now reveals, I'm struggling. I don't have a house of my own and it's very hard because everybody thinks I've got lots of money. This is Nancy Delolio, who is over the age of 40. You know, in fact, I know, I know 20-year-olds who are doing slightly better than she is. He says, she says here, OK, we were not married, but Sven left me with nothing. We are locked in legal wrangling. 
Yeah, but what did you contribute? You know, you, you went round the world first class. You got treated like somebody was very special, whereas, in fact, you weren't that special. You, you kind of put up with him cheating, whereas any self-respecting woman would have actually, you know, sort of walked out on him. But, of course, you didn't because you were enjoying the lifestyle. And uh, Jane says, I failed to see why she's setting the cause of women back 100 years by suggesting she should somehow be regarded as Sven's dependent. May I suggest that instead she gets herself a regular job and curtails her personal expenditure by cutting back on the number of high-profile social events she still seems so fond of attending. Absolutely, she does. That's what she does. In fact, you remember, after they did a waxwork of Sven, she put on a bask and suspenders and posed on his knee. Little bit desperate, Nancy, aren't you, really? Little bit desperate. In the meantime, she seems to have hooked up with the famous and wealthy... What are the chances, eh? Theatre director Sir Trevor Nunn, who's recently split from his actress wife Imogen. There's a well-worn script here, Trevor. Read it and learn, says Jane Moore. Absolutely. Still trying to get money out of I mean, should you have to do that? You know, if you live with somebody... I mean, you know, in, in the normal world, you wouldn't have the luxury that she's had of being taken around first class, treated as if she's something special. Fated. I mean, to be honest with you, all she was was the woman who slept with Sven Goran Eriksson. There was nothing else. She didn't contribute anything else to it. And then they put her on Piers Morgan's programme. And then she turns up at all these gallery openings. You think, I'm sorry, who are you? You're just the, the bit on the side for Sven. And now it's a case of you want money. Don't quite understand it. Uh, do you know that men are more likely than women to be the first one in a relationship to say, I love you? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you think that's true? I'm not too sure about that. Apparently, the, the, the difference is caused by attitudes to sex. I don't like talking about things like that first thing. It's a little bit upsetting. Men reported being happier than women to hear those three little words. If they'd not yet slept with a girl, women felt happier if told after the couple began having sex. So, in other words, you know, beforehand, yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, afterwards... I really love you. In other words, that's actually... It's sort of like a backhanded compliment, isn't it? It's like saying, you were really good. I think we might do this again. In fact, I think I might come back to you time and time again. You know, even though I'm married to somebody else, I'm a premiership footballer, and uh, let's face it, uh, you know, it's not that difficult, and uh, I'm going to be with you, OK? Uh, Steve, now made in Chelsea, whatever next. Made in Chavsville, Croydon. Oh, Croydon, I know. Uh, I had the misfortune, says Vincent, of watching an episode of the Thicko Essex Bunch last week. Made prisoner cell block H look like BAFTA material. Ghastly. Please say hi to Mike and Graham in Blackpool. Hi to Mike and Graham in Blackpool. And to everybody else, actually. We have so many people who listen to this programme outside of London. And uh, to all those people there, we just say sorry. Sorry you live outside of London. It's not your royal wedding. You can watch it, but it's nothing to do with you. It's ours. We're in London. We live here. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. We've got the... I mean, they're not getting married in Blackpool, are they? I know a few people do, but, you know, London is a bit more exciting. However, a Muslim actress has caused a storm by posing naked for Playboy. And this one has apparently got people very upset. Sila Sahin has been branded a whore and a Western slut after appearing topless on the cover of the German edition of the men's magazine. Uh, she was raised in Germany uh, by conservative Turkish parents. She says she fears being spat at and shamed. So, kind of, why, why take your clothes off, dear, you know? Her parents are said to have reacted with horror at the 12-page coverage, and her mother has apparently cut off all contact. Uh, she's star of the German soap Good Times, Bad Times, claimed the shoot was a reaction to the slavery of her youth. 
Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it's it's just a load of old cobblers, isn't it, I'm afraid, Sela? It really is, love. It's very sweet, but don't don't give us this old baloney about it's the slavery of youth and it's the emancipation and this, it's this kind of thing. It, it's a question of personal choice, nothing else. Forget religion, colour, creed. If Sela Sahin wants to pose in play, Playboy, she should be allowed to without facing criticism from strangers. But she is out of her tiny mind if she thinks this is liberation. I mean... She's dragged religion into it. Nobody's really interested. I don't meet somebody and they go, hello, Christian. You know, you don't meet somebody and they go, Muslim. I'm not interested. You either like somebody, you don't like somebody. I'm not going to change my opinion when I discover what religion they might be. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Actually, I love the bloke who left Emmerdale. I'll change the subject completely. The bloke left Emmerdale last night. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, but it, he'd only been in the soap a couple of years. He'd obviously done um, Hollyoaks, I think. And, and we see him getting into the car and driving off. <coughs> the problem being, he can't drive. He's 28, he's never learnt to drive. And, um, although they, they covered it quite... You'd never have known that he couldn't drive. He apparently was being pushed in a lot of the cases by sort of the crew who pushed the car to make it look like he was driving. And I was amazed at how many people um, don't learn to drive until much later. Is it because it's very, very expensive? Or is it because people are frightened of failing? Because I didn't pass my test first time round. I passed it second time round. And, and I made glaringly obvious mistakes, I'm afraid. I mean, really bad mistakes, first time round. But there again, it wasn't such a big deal when I was young. Came home, little red thing. Did you part? No. Never mind, take it again. Week later, took it again and passed. Which is, which is good, actually. Uh, Steve, it doesn't stop with Essex. There's a new series starting with Hooray Henry's called The Only Way is Excess. Lord help us. Simon, it claims to be originally from Yorkshire. Yeah, right. They always say that, don't they? You know, don't want to be associated with Essex. I'm really from Yorkshire. Uh, Steve? Dumb show, pathetic people, which brainwashes the young's mind and gives a lot of wrong uh, impressions on how people in Essex live. Well, this particular bunch of saddos do. That's how they live. Because, to be honest, I've never seen people who dress up all the time. And one of the girls described herself the other day as being... She said, because we are fashion icons. And they were so stupid. I mean, they really are thick. I mean, really unbelievable. Uh, it was Kath who said, it's 12p excess postage and a £1 admin fee. Absolute rip-off! I mean, I think so, too. It's just, it's just not, uh, it's not good, actually. It's not good at all. Uh, Ray in Barkingside says, producers are now auditioning talent for the only way is Liverpool, because Essex has lost its steam. I think it's run out, and I think it more so in this series than in the fir- The first series, it was good. Second series, it's now become a little bit, a little bit naff, I'm afraid. It's, it's kind of run out, and, uh, and it has to go. You know, before we sort of create silly little monsters. You know, we're not interested in poor little Amy Childs. You know, we're not interested in any of these people. Apparently, she was the, she was the over-14 table tennis champion. Didn't mean she could play tennis, I'm afraid. I think poor um, Arge got confused with table tennis and tennis. Because she couldn't play for toffee, I'm afraid. She was, you might as well have attached the ball to a piece of elastic. Uh, Steve, are you going to be in the studio on Friday morning to wish me a happy 30th birthday? Says Paula. My boyfriend Phil got me into listening to LBC. And now I wouldn't be without you on the radio in the morning when I wake up or any of the team throughout the day. It's nice, isn't it? With the management writing to me again under different names. Little cross-dressers. Uh, so, happy birthday for Friday. How's he celebrating it with the, with the royal wedding? That's a kind of... It's a day you're not going to forget, is it? What, what was your birthday? It was the day that uh, William and Kate... I knew said William and Harry got married. <laughs> William and Kate got married. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc dot co dot uk. Um, there's a 
Oh, the, the typewriter. We did this two days ago, this story. The typewriter. The, the, the factory in India is not making any more. And, um... And I said, at one time, LBC was full of typewriters. You couldn't move for typewriters. We had so many typewriters because we didn't have computers. When computers came in, things changed dramatically and very quickly. And we all sat there staring at them going, oh, my God. And, uh, but loads of typewriters. The, the LBC newsroom in Gough Square, in the corner, had huge, you know, typewriters. It was like typewriter graveyard. And I remember one, one particular guy, one of the news editors, because a lot of drinking used to go on then, because it was journalism and it was Fleet Street and you could drink 24 hours a day. And uh, he used to pick up typewriters and throw them across the newsroom. When you think about it, if we'd only saved them, it could have been a, a piece of LBC memorabilia. Did I pinch one? No, I didn't. St John's Wood, Maida Vale, Hampstead, Primrose... Morning, team. I was watching Judge Judy the other day. My God, she loses her temper with people very quickly. You're in the court of Judge Judith Scheindlin. And I watch her and I think sometimes she shouts at these people because they're so stupid. They really are. But uh, Paul says, uh, the only other two things I can think of, we're, we're trying to find the words to the school song in Goodbye, Mr Chips, Richard by Richard Adensel. And it doesn't appear anywhere. There is no subtitled versions of the uh, picture because the film was made such a long time ago. And, uh, and and there's no sheet music either. We haven't found that. And so you can find the music. You just can't find the blasted school song and the words for it. Because everybody had a different school song. I think ours was... What was our school song? I can't remember now, actually. Did you have a school song, Jonathan Levi? We had a school motto, Paulatima Gosserte. What does that mean? therefore, surely. Oh, right. OK. Um... We had something as well, I can't remember. I don't remember us having a school song. We had a jantaculum every year, though, where we had to dress up in women's clothes and prance around. Really? I think it was a play. Oh, my Lord, I've never heard of that. <laughs> we, we used to sing God Be At My End. At the end of term, we'd have this sort of... God be at my end oh. and my departing. I felt quite sad when I walked out the hall, actually, thinking yeah. we're going to die, we're going to die. We're only, like, 11. Sounds very First World War. It was very First World War. We were all there with tin helmets and gas masks, but, I mean, apart yeah, from that... because we're here. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm sure that there was much more patriotism around in those. That's why, yeah. you know, with, with, with the royal wedding, you will see patriotism. You will see people waving flags and going, I'm proud to be British. Bunting. Bun- sorry? Bring back bunting. Yes, bring back bunting, absolutely. Yeah. But you've got to be careful putting it up. Oh, yeah? Because you've got to get special licences now from the local council in case you fall off a ladder. Health and safety. Health and safety bunting. And, in fact, over in Butlins, uh, they've stopped uh, bumper cars hitting each other. Health and safety. Health and safety. And they've said they're called dodgems so that you dodge about... Oh, so, oh, so this is a non-contact sport. It's a non-contact sport. They don't want people... Because people can get hurt in them. And to be honest with you, I thought the whole idea was actually ramming somebody's car so you dislocate their shoulder. Well, you look for the smallest child and just Absolutely. ram into the back If there's them. somebody small who's on the verge of tears, I'm going for them. Yeah. Head no, on, welling up, straight away. straight on. No two ways about it. Yeah. You are going to be in serious trouble today. Yeah. And then, and I will literally go round and I'll be all casual, pretend I can't see them. Exactly. Oh, and, and all of a sudden you swing back. the car round and straight into the side straight of, them again. of the seven-year-old, who then bursts into tears. And, and that's when I love. What? What? Yeah. What? 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 Well, they don't want people... Place. They just want you to drive around, which is a bit pointless. It's completely ludicrous. That's like being it's on the M25. Car. It's a bumper car. Yeah. But they, they, they say no, they're dodgems. 
Rejoice, rejoice for Friday. Absolutely. Rejoice. I'm so excited. So excited. So excited. I should be there, I should be on the television, have They're all the party food out. this morning, aren't they? Everybody in town in their uniforms. But actually, what a nice thing. If you're a tourist in town and you didn't know that we rehearse for this thing, I don't yeah. know how they think you do it, and uh, outside Westminster Abbey, they've all been there. They've had all, these, all the soldiers, yeah. the carriage has Get been brought in. Close up. Yeah. It's good. So you'll see the wedding, but without the happy couple. The glass carriage if it rains... Well, that's what, I don't mind seeing that. That was built in the 1700s, I think. Yeah. I have seen it close up because it's in the Royal Mews. Oh, uh, yeah. It's lovely. Lovely. It's lovely. It really is. It's, it's, a, it's a nice bit of pomp and circumstance, as they say. I was with Fern Cotton yesterday. He's very excited because she's doing lots of the president, presenting lots of the coverage on the Sorry. BBC. Yeah, a little bit so good. That's very exciting. Good. Yeah, no, the BBC have got yes. it all planned out. And then when I was away in Turkey on holiday, I was watching American TV and they're going crazy for it. Oh, the, the, uh, the, the Australians love it. The Americans love it. Yeah. Because they're big into anything because they don't have that. They all they had was Nancy Reagan. Yeah. And it wasn't as exciting. But we're, uh, I think we're actually going to do very well. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be watched by... A huge global audience. Millions. Have you seen the trees millions. that they've moved into Westminster Abbey? The guy's, the guy's got the contract, has moved these trees in, which have been grown at Highgrove, and they're all pot-grown trees, full trees, and then afterwards they, they'll be taken out and put back into Highgrove uh, and planted in the ground, which is quite nice. It's, it's going to look quite... It's sort of decorative in that there. That's lovely. Yeah. Do, we know, do we know what they're eating? What, the trees? No, 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 the dinner. Oh, the dinner? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether they're going for the £15-a-head buffet or whether they'll be pushing the, the boat out a little bit more. 18.95, including a glass of, uh, yeah. of sec or something yeah. like that. Exactly. I don't know how much they... they on arrival. Do you think they actually budget for that? Are they, how many are sitting down for the meal? I don't know. It's not everybody in the Abbey, is it? You don't, you don't get to go to Westminster Abbey to the wedding and then you go and have sort of a little nosh afterwards. <laughs> there's, there's coaches. The coaches. Coaches go between. No, neither. It's a, it's a buffet, she said. Well, she like a buffet. We like a she buffet, don't you? You queue up with your plate, you know. Yeah. Can I have some of that over there, please? I'm having like... a hog roast. Hog roast. Hog roast and cider. No, Sarah Ferguson's not going, I'm afraid. She's not been invited. <laughs> She's the, they they don't the want her there. Playing. Yes. I mean, I wonder if they can have some entertainment. Well, there'll be a wedding band, won't there? Well, I don't know. Who would it be? I, don't, I mean, I don't know what, what the royals do for things like that. Beatles tribute band. How fabulous. The bootleg Beatles turn up at the counterfeit stones. <laughs> That'd be a great... I love that idea. And everybody dancing around in the gardens. Yeah, but do you think it'd be Scottish reels or something? Probably bagpipes. Do you think oh, the Queen gets her way or do you think William gets to choose? Well, uh, well, I don't know, actually. No, I mean, Granny doesn't have anything to do with it, does she? I mean, she's actually going, but uh, yeah. I don't think she'd have had anything to do with the organising. No. It's, I mean, it must be quite a feat. They had a guy on the television yesterday who, who's a, a royal cake maker, and he's actually made a couple in the past, and they were lovely. It was Is a he cake the one for... that made his special McVitie's biscuit cake? No, they had him on. He, he was on the television showing you how you make this that biscuit. Was Prince William's favourite cake. It looked it horrid. Did it? I have to tell you, it's, it's just crushed and... up digestives yeah. with, with sort of chocolate... And then you spread it onto a tin and then you put some fruit on the top of it. Really naff. But then the royals get excited because they, they're not in the real world. They like that kind of thing. Yeah, to them, sticky toffee pudding would be like, it's okay, you know, like, yeah, we're having sticky toffee pudding. Because <laughs> they've, they've got no idea what's in the real world. You know, we're having, we're having sausages and we're going to make them look funny. And we're going to stick them <laughs> in mashed potato and, you know, and put two Brussels sprouts down by the side of them. Yeah. <laughs> that would be considered quite risque. <laughs> <laughs> I told you there was that story that somebody said to me once when when um, when they went to Buckingham Palace and Prince Philip lent everyone, we're having spotted dick for pudding. And he was a bit excited by that. <laughs> As indeed you would be. Quarter past six. 
News headlines, Sam Pittis. Hundreds of members of the military are carrying out a royal wedding dress rehearsal. Seven. Uh, a nuptial special screening of my big fat gypsy wedding. Just to eclipse it, thank God the real one won't be as tacky as this one going on here. This is uh, Mary getting hitched in a dress encrusted with 40,000 crystals. This is Channel 4 has taken it upon itself to be the sort of subversive anti-royal yes. channel, hasn't it, over this period? Yes. There was, so there's me at my big fat royal gypsy wedding going on on Thursday night at yeah. night, isn't it, on Channel 4? Yes. Um, it is incredibly tacky. It's those silly puffball dresses again. Yeah. And, uh, and still nobody's saying how much they cost. Mainly because I suppose the tax man would be fairly interested. Yeah. Did you see that Channel 4 comedy the night before? No, you probably wouldn't because you'd be a bit late. Sort of about 11, it was about 11 o'clock at night. And it was a sort of quite subversive take on the royal wedding with a comedian. And they got uh, sort of hidden cameras and stuff. And they... they they invited uh, Toby Anstis and a few other sort of uh, celebrities oh, right. as if they were invited. They they duped them into thinking that they'd been invited to the royal wedding. No! And they got them to come to a no. sort of posh house in somewhere in no, London. Not and the, Toby! And the room was full of footmen and things. No. And they they sat them in front and they had to be interviewed about their, their tickets. And um, oh. did they know how lucky they were to have it? And then they were told that uh, it would be better not to look Her Majesty in the eye. And in fact, it would be better uh, not to look anybody in the eye during the whole day. So could they practice not looking anybody in the eye? So they had to look at the ground. And then they had to learn code words. So, for example, salad cream. They had to drop to the ground because there was an emergency. Um, <laughs> oh, they, no. <laughs> they had to... They had to um, they, they 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 were asked whether they would be willing to uh, donate blood to Her Majesty in the event of an emergency on the day. <laughs> then they were asked if they would donate bone marrow. Um, then oh. they were asked whether they would put themselves in harm's way for Her Majesty or any member of the royal family. And then they had to sign a waiver to agree that they oh, would. Oh, not, not it Toby! Was, it was no. really, Who really... Who else did they do it to? They did it to a woman from Steps and a guy from mm-hmm. Pineapple Dance Studios. Mm-hmm. And they had to practice bowing. But they bowed and they had to bow all the way down and they had to sort of stay there for ages. Oh, goodness. And then they See, the trouble is Toby's too nice. They were so nice yeah. and so sweet and so grateful to be invited. Oh, no. And... <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was utterly tragic, but quite oh. funny. I see. I cannot watch anything where where they set people up. I used to hate the Dom Jolly thing. Yeah, the Trigger Happy TV. The Trigger Happy TV, where they t- and I used to think, oh no, I can't bear it. Well, it just takes advantage of British people's innate politeness yeah. and sense of not wanting to make a fuss or not wanting to cause a scene. Yeah, and yet, strangely, I, 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 I never cringed at. Jeremy Beadle doing any of the things. Mainly because I thought people couldn't be that stupid that they really thought that the Queen would stop off with the corgis and walk into a shop uh, or an alien would land in your garden and then pop up out of it and speak to you. I mean, that was just so ludicrous. But I did like the guy with the van and they just substituted his van for another one who looked exactly the same and and they pushed it into the uh, the river. That that was actually funny to me. No! 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 (laughs) And and that, I thought, was was, was quite funny, because I thrive in other people's misery. But the rest of it, anything which embarrasses people, I don't like. It's cringy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. But But uh, it was quite funny. Oh, poor Toby. I should have to send a card now and everything. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Uh, There's a woman here, Britain's Got Talent, four-letter flop, Elaine Williams, came up with her rubbish gags at taxpayer-funded comedy classes. The unfunny woman went on the £2,000 council lesson two years ago. Didn't work, did it, love, at all? And, uh, unfortunately, 
finished at all. And Amanda Burton has quit Waterloo Road. Oh. She's quit after just one year in the... Ro- I like Amanda Burton. It's a very popular show, Waterloo I Road. I like her a lot. She should have stayed with uh, that uh, witness thing where she was the... Uh, oh, Silent Witness. Silent Witness. Yeah. They're so good. They're very they're good, so, so good. I mean, they're they really well are. They're just beautifully, yeah. beautifully written and acted dramas. Mm, I get good. so caught up in it, thinking, is that a real person or is that not a real person? Yeah. On the set? I, mean, I find yeah. it fascinating. Uh, Lynn says, uh, I watched The Only Way is Essex laughing through the engagement party, but lost the will to live when they went glamping. Glamping is... An, have you ever heard of glamping? Glamorous camping. Glamorous camping. This is done by another one as, like, babe. And take JS6. And he went, does that mean we have to share ten? Because he talks like that as well. Yeah. And she went, yeah, babe. And he goes, and share a sleeping bag. I'm thinking, this is where his bottle drops, <laughs> quite clearly. <laughs> uh, Jay says, uh, Charles is hosting a wedding breakfast at uh, Buckingham Palace for the Top Dogs, and the Middleton's hosting one at Hotel for the Riff Raff. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny they go, do you think the Queen will be phoning up the Middletons? Of course she won't. No. Of course she won't. I was watching Fox News uh, they, they, and, and US TV and they had this um, guy that worked in a chip shop somewhere in the north and they introduced him as, as um, Kate Middleton's cousin and he was just mm. some random guy so he was a, a cousin who, you know, I don't know if he's even related, how related, what kind of cousin or oh, what. Dear. But um, the people they're digging up. Are... Well, the, the, well, the male have got a guy, tattoos coming out of a tattoo parlour. Sorry, coming out of a, uh, a sunbed parlour. Yeah. And he's, he's a bit of rough on Middleton's side. And he's yeah. actually going, whereas they said the Blairs are not. And the reason that they've said the Blairs are not invited, uh, or Gordon Brown, is because they're not Knights of the Garter. And then somebody said to me yesterday, no, 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 no. They just don't like them. You know, they, they have to come up with it. You can't just say, oh, right. Her Majesty doesn't want to see Tony Blair ever again as long as she lives. Right. And Gordon Brown, they couldn't stand either. Yeah. And Cherie was very tacky. She yeah. talked about staying at Sandringham and not taking condoms. Because somebody yeah. unpacks your case. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody went, yeah, the, the, the Queen would not like that kind of talk. Dirty talk. Dirty talk. Dirty talk. And uh, so not invited to the wedding. But, uh, and also, Margaret Thatcher was, but can't go because she's ill. Yeah, poor Margaret. Not somebody getting up, going to the toilet halfway through the service, too. It's going to ruin it for everybody. Must be a queue a mile long. Elton's going, which is good. They're going to take their no children. They're going to take their baby. I don't think they're allowed. No, it's it's not. It's not a children thing. No, it's a no children event. Yeah, I think. I mean, the children will stay at home. Yeah, um, because otherwise you can have lots of pictures of of the Beckhams and then the children with those black bars across their eyes, which they seem to get a lot. I don't know where they get that from. (laughs) I don't know. But all of a sudden they turn up with those on. That looks very funny. Uh, another one here says, uh, a contract landscaper was in Glasgow yesterday cutting foliage and blossom from trees around the travel lodge where I work, and he said it's going to be put into the abbey today. Well, a bit lasts. I mean, the very idea that you actually... Yes, you you work in a travel lodge. Lord. Oh, what sort of... Well, I'm not sure if you've been in a travel lodge. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, but to take stuff from the trees then. I'd have taken the beds out of the travel lodge and put those in the abbey, somewhere to lie down and have a rest. Because there's, you know, there's quite a lot of people, you know, I think there's 1,900 guests in the Abbey. It's going to be really rammed to the rafters. John Lewis doing the wedding list? I I think the wedding list is on the John Lewis page. I think you can say, because I think they are short of a toaster and egg cups at the moment. They must have, they've been together for eight years. They must have things. Unlike the early days where where people had a bottom drawer and you said, listen, for our wedding, we'd like a tablecloth and some knives and forks. And then then at the actual wedding breakfast, they used to display the, the, uh, the gifts until some old person down in Blackpool just discovered... Uh, sorry, in, uh, in Bournemouth, 
that it was so easy to go to a local hotel where they had wedding, just walk in there, <laughs> pretend to be a guest, pick yeah. up the presents and walk out again. Which is exactly <laughs> what just thieving old baggage did. Until she got caught. Went, Sorry, what are you doing? Um, I'm just taking the, the present. What were you doing with them? I'm thieving them. <laughs> OK, fine. <laughs> so she just started dressing up. And I, I know people have actually turned up to other people's weddings. They've actually dressed up and pretended to be the entertainment to sit down for a free meal. Wedding crashes. Yeah. It happens that apparently yeah. most London hotels have people who crash every night. They go in and they wander around waiting for a, a vacant seat. Because they're actually dressed up, they just sit down and have a meal. When, we do, when I used to do the South Bankshire Awards when it was on on ITV, we invited Banksy one year. And um, he said he would come. And, uh, but what he did was that he came down to the Savoy, uh, the Riverside entrance, and on the little gardens opposite, uh, there's various sort of tramps and things sitting around. And he gave his ticket to a tramp, who then uh, put his can down and sauntered into the Savoy, uh, <laughs> waving his ticket, and um, w- went round drinking everybody's drinks and finishing off every bit no. of drink. And Banksy just w- went off sniggering. For thinking, um, <laughs> he amused himself that he'd sent a vagrant into this void to drink everybody's drinks. Well, you wouldn't and know, he wasn't would you? For a while, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times? You know, when you're sitting down at a table of twelve, yeah. unless it's somebody famous, you sit down and you go, "Hello, hello," and they go, "Oh, my name's Ian or Nick, whatever it happens to be." But you never say to them, "You know, are, are you actually have you gate crashed? Yeah. Do you have a ticket?" And they go, "Oh, I can't find it at the moment." You know, but I've, I've got a ticket, definitely. <laughs> Imagine. Poor old Banksy. Uh, just back from Amsterdam, says Ray, and the Dutch are going crazy for the wedding too. Mutual royal families, Queen, says, uh, Queen Beatrice, and posters for the movie, uh, Christa and Willem, are everywhere. There had a couple on the television yesterday who just made one of these films. There's you know. a lot of... There's a lot of these. Yeah. Didn't take them long to do, though. Nine, I think, 15, day, 15 days, they said, mm-hmm. uh, in one of the films, which is out on DVD, all filmed in Los Angeles even though it looks like they've gone punting and all the rest of it, all filmed in America. They didn't even need to come to this country. How clever was that? OK, we'll take a short break for the uh, news. More from uh, Jonathan Levi. Other side of this. LBC 97.3 Morning, everybody. As wedding fever has gripped LBC and the rest of you, here our thoughts have turned to the wedding breakfast. What do you think they'll be eating for their for their buffet? And also, for, I mean, do they have a sort of a, a thing after the, the wedding? They then all sort of go and sit down, everybody goes, all right, all right. That'll be the Middleton family. And uh, and they have... I, I like the idea that they're going to have a buffet. Yeah. I quite like the idea. Then you can go and pick and choose. Yeah, go and pick and choose. Yeah. And there, there'll be plenty of plenty of options. There'll probably be um, a little area sponsored by, sponsored by Charles's company. Yes, well, he doesn't have a company anymore. We mean the Duchy. The Duchy. No, it's sold. Sold. Sold it to Waitrose. Oh. So Waitrose look after Duchy now because they weren't they weren't doing too well, which is a shame because I like some of their stuff. I like the logo and everything. It made it look quite quite posh. It'll all be homegrown, won't it? British stuff. Yes. Welsh. Lots of things from Wales. I'd expect like the the, the very rare Welsh gold that's being made used yes. to make her ring. But why is she having Welsh? He isn't Prince of Wales, is he? Well, no, but the Queen owns an ing- a uh, an ingot. Of Welsh right. gold, and they're going to um, they're going to make the ring out of that. Right, I think it's uh, presumably it's been made, but the the dress is very interesting. The dress is very. They're all speculating and, and on what it will be. Hugely hashed up, and nobody's um, nobody seems to know. No, they somebody have saw that... somebody coming out of Templey. Somebody saw somebody speaking to a sister of a designer. Somebody, oh. but but you know, it's all nobody's got it. Nobody seems to know. We all think it's going to be because she, she's very slim, so it'll have a, a, a tapered in waist. We think not puffball, but certainly enough, and it'll just be one shoulder 
with the puff pull sleeve. The other shoulder will be bare. There was some speculation that it would be sheer. Yes, I said sheer yesterday, and somebody said that's see-through. Yeah. And I thought, well, I don't, I don't see there's a problem with that. You can't have a see-through wedding dress, Well, she's, she's modelled see-through stuff before. Yeah, but not for a wedding within Why the not? presence of Her Majesty. She's a modern young thing. See-through? Why shouldn't she show off, you know, part of her body? Well, a bit of a... Yeah, it's true. You a, know, a, a, sh- a left shoulder. Yes. And I, I don't know what, what the hymns are, either. What are they going to be singing? Because oh. I, I, I love to see the whole order of service, what they're going to be singing. All they will have the vows. Bright and beautiful. Well, that's what you would hope, wouldn't you? Yeah. But it won't be. And, of course, if you remember last time, Charles and Diana, 30 years ago, she screwed up the words with Charles, Philip, Arthur, George, and then he screwed up the words as well. So they're both as bad as each other. Yeah. So we have to hope this year that they have rehearsed it. And I wonder whether there'll be a little interview afterwards. Remember when Charles was asked whether he loves her or something? He said, whatever love means, anyway. Yes, that's what we were thinking as well. Uh, if, if you need any horse manure uh, for the hanging baskets, Jay Louise says you can see about 30 people on the cameras this morning filling buckets down there, because they've had a lot of horses. Going so that's a lot of manure. A lot of manure. That'd be quite good, wouldn't it? So, what do you think they'll be eating for the, for the buffet? 84850... LBC 973. So you cannot beat a coronation chicken volleyball. I'm sorry, you just can't beat it. And I know you, cheese and pineapple would be quite nice. Mm. But prawn is a big no-no for me. Have they got... I wonder if they've ordered from M&S. Because you should better get it sponsored. I like those melt-in-the-middle chocolate puddings. I wonder if they give them one each. Well, I don't, I don't think Kate eats, does she? I mean, judging by the, how thin she is. Yeah, she couldn't eat much. No, she, she wouldn't Maybe eat Maybe she'd have a meringue. Well, love a marabum. <laughs> Actually, a meringue. I'm sure, have they not done a TV program where where the prize is you get to make this dish for their for their, for their wedding? wedding this year, yeah, yeah that would be a good one. I think they should have party food, little tiny miniature fish and chips, yeah. little tiny you know th- things that signify this this country, little tiny kebabs. Well, Iceland do those very big platters, don't they? Fifty for fifty pieces for like four quid. I mean, it's good value because there's a lot of people going to the abbey. Yes. So, you know... I think people should stand there with sort of trays out, and as you pass in, you pick up a sausage roll and a, and yeah. a small, you know, one of those little taster glasses. Yeah, a miniature pork pie and a bit of pickle, and then you can squirt on some ketchup as you go down. You sit at your seat, yeah. and you can, you can eat, eat your heart's content. And people could go up and down the aisles filling glasses. Little sort of trolleys. And passing the wine down. Yes. Duty-free. <laughs> Tea, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> duty free. Well, that's what that's what um, Kate Middleton's <laughs> mum used to do. That's what duty. She was a trolley dolly. Yeah. Yes, I like that idea. I think it's quite a good idea. So, uh, your your thoughts on that one? Yes, doors to manual. Westminster doors to manual. Eight four eight five zero LBC nine seven three. So this poor old human cannonball. Yes, that's awful. Have you heard? He though? was a daredevil for only two weeks. Yes, before he flew out of a cannonball and died. Unfortunately, it's. Um, it's the net that collapsed before he even got to it. Is that what happened? Yes. In fact, if you look at the pictures, some, he, he's up in the air, and as he goes up and he's over it, the thing collapses oh, before he's even hit it. Just... So of course, he hits the ground head first. What unbelievable timing for it to collapse yes, at that second. Yes, yes. Chance in a million. But the, the worst thing is some people ask for their money back. For they their ask, money back? They ask for their money back because he hadn't done what he was supposed to have done. You know, people are the sort of people who do that sort of thing, but stupid. Ludicrous. Yeah. It's awful, really, isn't awful, it? Awful, isn't it, really? You'd, you'd think there would be a safety net and then a safety net. There should be. But uh, probably not. Uh, Kerry Katona's ex-boyfriend has claimed her managers filmed them everywhere and tried to force him to sign a confidenti- confidentiality contract. Dan Foden, who's appeared on television before, dumped the 30-year-old over the Easter break because he didn't want to be known as Mr Kerry Katona. He singled out her management team, Can Associates, also managed Peter Andre, as the main reason. He said all the people there were concerned by the management and they were filming everything. 
Well, of course, I mean, that's, that's, they're making a programme. Unfortunately, as I've said before, Kerry should be left alone to, um, to sort of get on with her own life. Yeah. You know, stop putting the children up on the television, stay at home, go and get a job, you know, even if it's helping out behind the counter of a library or something, do something intelligent. Don't sit there living your life through the cameras, droning on about the same bloody thing day in, day out. I've had enough of it. Quite true. Boring. So on the front page of the Daily Mirror, there's a big picture of um, Andrew Marr's funny, funny face. And then he's also in the Daily Express and probably in a lot of the other papers as well. He is. Andrew Marr is the BBC's political editor um, and a BBC presenter, um, took out a super injunction to um, hush up an affair he had a few years ago, which he's now decided is hypocritical... Um, and has decided to withdraw the superintendent. Why? Why has he just decided now? It's very strange. It's isn't an it? odd one. It's all of a sudden because it becomes talked about. He's actually a journalist who quizzes people about their private whose life. Whose job it is to try yes. and tease out and poke and look for hypocrisy wherever he can. Do find you think it. somebody was going to expose him? I think maybe it was something like that because um, it does seem like Ian Hislop, the editor of Private Eye, has um, said he's a bit of a hypocrite for for for, uh, for doing this, but he's pleased that now at least he's coming clean. He's the first public figure um, who's voluntarily. Um, admitted trying to conceal his infidelity. No. You know, trying to sort of admitted trying to do the super injunction thing. It's a extra- weird thing, isn't it? A super injunction means that you can't even discuss mm. anything about it, yes. can you? No. So- um, well, well, no, you can't because you can't identify the people yeah. for reasons best known to the people who've got enough money to take out a super injunction. Because 90% of people listening at the moment couldn't afford to take one out. No. Exactly. I mean, I don't know how much they, they cost, but I thought it was only for the super rich. In other words, you can actually effectively put a gagging order yeah. on somebody that you've been indiscreet with. Yeah. But then, as, as we've heard from the, uh, from the Welsh girl, who's sort of famous now... And if Max Clifford was looking after her, it would be even more famous. But she seems to have had quite a chequered past. And she seriously believed, according to friends in the paper today, that the Premiership footballer was going to ditch his wife and children and set up home with her. Yeah. Now, as stupid as a woman who cheats with a married man. You know, both as guilty as hell. But to be honest with you, I mean, you can't be that stupid. Men will say anything, won't they, to sort of to get what they want, even yeah. if it comes down to, listen, she doesn't understand. You understand me. Of course they do, because they're giving you what you want for free. And it, they don't want to pay. No, yeah, it's quite true. It might be, that because he thought that he'd fathered a child with this woman. Yes. And then they'd had, a, and he paid maintenance for years. Oh, right, then it turned and out... And it turned out he had a DNA test, and he's not the father. Oh, right. So... <laughs> Yeah. So he's his, been paying a huge amount of money. Paying a huge amount of money for since 2003. You'd oh. ask for the money back, wouldn't you, really? Mm, yeah. uh, Lee from Bexley says, mini pork pies, you can't beat them. Oh, I totally agree. Um, Alan in Orpington thinks uh, Ferrera Rocher chocolates. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, they have reception. to. They are served at all the best places. The wedding breakfast, double egg, chips, beans, bacon and toast washed down by a mug of tea. I think they like that idea. One of the big wobbling jellies. You can imagine huge posh jellies. Well, for breakfast, I'm not sure about big wobbling jellies. Keep your personal thoughts to yourself. Actually, I did look at a jelly the other day. I love jelly. Oh, I love jelly. Jelly's very nice. jelly's coming back. Is it? In a big way. Oh, right. In a wobbling way. Especially if it's it's a special mould. They have the moulds now. Oh, you can all sorts of shapes. (coughs) Proper jelly. Yes, I wonder what the wedding cake's going to look like. So we want to see, we want to see the, the wedding cake. We want to see the dress. Yeah. We want to see what the bridesmaids will be wearing. Yeah. Because I think one of the bridesmaids is her sister, isn't it? And what's William going to wear? Just a... He'll, I'm assuming dress? it'll be dress uniform. Oh, OK. Military sort of... Military yeah. uniform. I'm thinking, yes, it'll be his RAF 
dress uniform. And they always have a row of medals, whether yes. they've won medals or not. Yes, well, well they, they, are those medals? I think there's a special shop in Buckingham Palace, and you go in there and go, oh, during, during a wedding. And they go, OK, you can have this one, this, this one, and this one. This one comes with a bar of chocolate, yeah. and this one comes with a flake. Yeah. And then you just pin them up, because you have to identify what the medals are. So all the commentators will be given the, the, the list of what people are wearing, who made the outfit, because you could have something to talk about. They're always covered in rosettes, all these people, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, that's quite nice, don't you think so? Oh, nice to decorate. Yes. Nice to be decorated. They all have to pay to go to the dry cleaners. You know, when you've, when you've taken your suit off, yeah. does it sort of go off to the dry cleaners and then comes back with sort of William Windsor, you know, £13.60? Because yeah. I did, in fact, take my duvet cover into my uh, cleaners the other day to have it washed and, uh, and ironed. And when I looked at the ticket the other day, he's actually put it down as a duvet down. So it's, it's, he thinks it's a duvet, bless his heart. Uh, Jan says, you brought back memories of Dinah and Charles's wedding yesterday morning. Uh, my dad, Tom Armstrong, was a policeman. Last time he wore his uniform, he was a crime prevention officer, so it was usually plain clothes. He had to get Spike Milligan back in his limo. He'd been entertaining the crowd when the procession slowed down on the way to the wedding. Only Spike, bless him. And you mentioned the guardsman who fainted. My dad caught him before he hit the floor and held on until help and a new guard arrived. The next day, poor dad went sick with pleurisy. Off for three weeks. He's 87 this year. And he still remembers that day 30 years ago. There you go. 30 years ago when he would have been 57. So 87 this year. Fantastic. So thank you for that one, Jan. And Helga says, whatever Kate wears, she'll look stunning. Yes, I mean, I think that's a foregone conclusion. She's not going to look like a sack of potatoes, is she? Is it going to be white or ivory, though? Would it be a, you know, mm. that's, that's the thing. I can't wait. I can't wait just to see what it looks like. And the first time you'll see it is when she steps out of the carriage at Westminster Abbey. And would she have her face covered at that point? Well, that I can't remember. I don't know whether people still have the face covered. Because Diana's face was covered all the way up. And, and yes. the, the photographers couldn't get any photos. It was just the back of her. Yeah. And then uh, only really then later, <clears throat> after the ceremony... Yes, then they, they lifted up for the... Yes, I think she came outside, photos. then her father helped her and all the rest of it. Yeah. I do that when I come into work here in the morning, but that's for security. Quarter to seven. News headline, Sam Pittis. Hundreds of members of the military have carried out a royal wedding dress rehearsal. Morning, everybody. 11 minutes... No, it's not. It's 12 minutes to, uh, to seven. And... Uh, John says, uh, you don't hit somebody straight on in bumper cars, you hit them bang in the middle. Much more impact. Takes them by surprise. Oh, uh, yeah, that would You think really... so? Oh, I don't, well, it depends whether, whether they... they could s- send them spinning, couldn't it, if you really yeah. whack them in the middle on the <laughs> yes. side. Quite like that idea. And, um... Um, wait a minute. Uh, this one here. Oh, on the, on the subject of, um... The Royal Cake. He said, listening to your comments on the, on the broadcast on the Royal Cake Maker, the programme is actually filmed in our tea rooms... The tea box on Paradise Road in Richmond. You can see our tea wise men in the window in the background. <laughs> tea wise men. <laughs> We've got them all today, thank you. And Clifford says, um, my man in the nose says swan sandwiches definitely on the menu. How horrible. How horrible. 84850 Steve at LBC. Uh, Miriam says, you're so right. That song, God Be in My Head and in My Understanding, uh, always brought me to tears. God knows, but the tune was so slow and sad and the words very weird. Perhaps it was supposed to quell our spirit. I know we should sing it at the end. And by the time we go, God be at my end and at my departing. We're only 11 and we walk out there. It's suicidal. No. It's not nice. Not nice. Fascinators are out of favour. What are? Fascinators. All right. You have to wear a proper hat. 
Oh, because right. in the presence of the Queen... What are fascinators? The fascinators are those um, funny little... Ah, um, right, right, right. ...things that women clip to their heads during weddings that aren't sort of hats, but they're sort of... Sure, I've seen some very odd people recently things. with, like, a headband on with a, f- a flower stuck on it. Where does that come from? They look really odd. I've seen sort of grown women. Sometimes they actually put babies in them where they've got these little... Have you seen those? That is so chav and naff. Well, you can't be wearing those. Today, oh, horrible. And then I saw a woman wearing one the other day and I thought she was a bit chav and naff as well. Yeah. Looks horrid. Well, the crown of the head has to be covered in the Queen's presence. Yeah. Tiara's are making a comeback, though. Tiara's back. Tiara's back in. Will she be wearing a tiara and will it be out of the Queen's collection? Well, I would, I would like to think so. Yeah. I would like to think so. On another subject, Daniel Radcliffe has made his uh, stand-up debut on US TV. Yes. And he stole a joke from Peter Kay. He was nicking Peter Kay's jokes. That's okay, if you're going to nick from somebody... You nick from a good comedian. How do you kill a circus, he said? Go for the jugular. It's an old one, I know, but, you know. Uh, I was in the crowd being entertained by Spike Milligan, Steve. He was bundled into his limo because he was holding up the whole procession. He was hilarious. (laughs) There you go. Why is William known as William Wales... William Windsor, I think the canapes would be dreary. Salmon and prawns in pastry and mini scotch eggs. Dinner might be good, though, says D. <laughs> yeah, because at school, yeah. uh, they were Will Wales and Harry Wales. I think that's what they were. Yes. That's what they were known as. Yes. Have they got middle names, then? I don't know if they've got middle... I suppose they must have, haven't they? Uh, this is sad, says Hinder. These are just two people getting married. People need to get a grip. But I did love Diana. She was beautiful. Deserve the title princess. Kate is nothing special. Oh, no, she's nice, actually. We like Kate. Oh, we like We Kate. like Kate. Catherine. Chris says... Catherine, yes. Uh, Chris says, my guests are eating... This is what he's actually doing, or she. Uh, coronation chicken, king prawns, princess salmon. Very. <laughs> Sounds ghastly. <laughs> Victoria sponge and the queen of puddings with cupcakes decorated with rice paper, pictures of the couple, lots of pims and pink champagne. I've even made pretty bunting with triangles of different blue material edged in red and white. They probably all have quite a lot of leftover Easter eggs, won't they? So they could make some puddings. I don't think you want to eat Prince's salmon, though. It's that salmon that comes in a tin. I think they'll be having fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Would you go for salmon in a tin or boil in the bag? Boil in the bag salmon? I've never even heard of boil in the bag salmon. Is there such a thing? Can you not get boil in the bag salmon? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. You might be able. Somebody now writing to go, of course you can. No, you can get boil in the bag cod and Mornay sauce. (laughs) Uh, you're really living the high life, aren't you? I think youngs do it. Do they? Oh, well, I love it, then, if youngs do it. I love all those fishermen who come out, out of the, the singing off the, off the trawlers. <laughs> <laughs> Brian says, wouldn't it be funny if Kate fooled us all and got the dress from Debenhams? <laughs> that would be funny. They'd go, look, it, it's, it costs 20 quid or whatever. Uh, a friend of mine stood behind somebody in Iceland who spent over £200. Might be a hint to the wedding buffet, says Sarah. <laughs> Very cruel, you know. It's very good value, you know. I did go in Iceland yesterday to buy loads more fish fingers. I've become addicted to the uh, to the Young's fish fingers in chip shop batter. What, you've moved from bird's eye? Yeah. You know why? Because I can't decide. What, because they do bird's eye haddock. Well, Sorry, I choked on the very do, idea. Oh, the very idea. And they, then they've got ones with omega-3, and I don't, it sounds a bit like car oil. Well, they don't have cod ones anymore. Well, they probably do, but I can't find but them. But Young's have got cod. Because young, yeah. Young's is owned by Findus, is the, is the makers of the crispy pancakes. Oh, do you remember crispy pancakes? Oh, I used to love those. The Findus As a crispy student, pancakes. Not that I was ever a student, but I used to eat cheap food. Well, I went to school. It was the same sort of thing. Same sort of thing. Yeah. Findus crispy pancakes, quite, quite nice. Young's scampi, the little... Oh, I love scampi. Mm. Except you've got to get proper scampi, as opposed to sometimes it's just a bit of the tail or yeah. a bit of naff meat in it. Although, uh, yeah. yeah. But, but, the, but the crispy, the... Uh, 
the fish fingers in the crispy chip shop batter get eight for a pound in Iceland. So do you prefer the, the batter to the breadcrumbs? Yeah. I, did, I had the breadcrumbs last night. That's the classic, the breadcrumbs. I know, I know. But then, I, but then the batter is particularly delicious. Grill or fry? Uh, oven bake. Oven bake? Yeah. Interesting. I just put them in my halogen oven and in ten minutes Keeps they're... them quite moist. Oh, they're delicious. Oh, they're so crispy. Mm. You could just eat them as if they... and just dip. Fing- finger buffet stuff. Yeah. Which is what I think they'll actually be doing Friday. they have fish fingers on Friday. Will they have fish fingers? Do you think they've ever eaten fish fingers? I think mm-hmm. William's gone home and go... Because I, I can't remember hearing him talk. I, I can't remember what his uh, voice is. So it, I think he'd be... You're a lovely woman, kind of thing. I think he probably sounds like his father. Like, yeah. well, in fact, all my impressions sound the same, actually. I think Camilla sounds the same. You, Charles. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> all my impressions of the royal family. And, and Kate sounds like that. I think she sounds like one of the girls from, from Essex. What, babe? I think she's like that. <laughs> There's a bloke here. He won 1.6 million on the lottery. He helped uh, a chef to fulfil his lifelong dream to play the last post at the grave of his great-grandfather. Because that's what you would do. If you, if you won money, you would do all the things that you think you've got to do you know, which yeah. you should do. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I'd love to do it. I would love to do things like that. Did you... Bit, bit before your time, polystyrene, wasn't she? Po- po- polystyrene? Yeah. Packaging? No, no, see, there you go. See, you wouldn't know. She was a punk singer. Oh, I don't know. No. A bit, bit before my time. That's um, the funny thing now, that she put her in... I mean, she, she, she's died, sadly. Oh. But uh, it would only be... It would be a certain age group. You, of course, haven't heard of her. No. You thought that's stuff where you get packaging in... And stuff. I was excited about having a bit of <laughs> bubble wrap to pop. <laughs> no, no, we like bubble wrap. Yeah. I like bubble wrap. Somebody bought, bought me a bubble wrap machine. Really? Yes, it's a little electronic machine. You push the buttons and it makes the sound. Oh, that's good. You don't get the satisfaction of... I know. I'm actually very squeezing. I must get a life, really. Nice it's... to squeeze bubble wrap. Love that. Love that. So, Westminster Abbey, you know, it's all full, full of barmies in um, funny hats and camping and things yeah. now sleeping bags there, there, there's, a, there's a man there wearing a complete union jack suit with yeah. pictures and everything else yeah. and nick ferrari talked to him yesterday morning because all these people now become famous for their for their 30 seconds don't yeah. they which is quite sweet i mean i i will I'm, I'm thinking if my aerial stayed up on the car i would attach a little flag to it yeah and i might i might on thursday take the car into town and just drive round a couple of times just trying to get the feeling of it because yeah. last time I did it nice. for the last Royal Wedding 30 years ago we got a cheer as we drove round the Victoria Memorial well your car's so posh they'll probably think Kate's they'll probably the think, of it. exactly exactly I'm going to get a looky likey to sit in the back of the car <laughs> and I shall I shall drive you could wear a pink cap I could I, hello hello and they'll go it's Prince Philip <laughs> sadly no more time Jonathan thank you very much rejoice rejoice absolutely the whole country should rejoice whether it rains or not I'm not particularly bothered I should think we have to get out there and enjoy ourselves because we're British and that's what we do and we do it very very well Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Jonathan's back with us same time next week. So in between then and now, we'll have had the Royal Wedding to talk about. And, of course, we'll have had a bank holiday. Do not forget to go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, to uh, check out the podcast and all the other things and all the, uh, the features on there, including some behind-the-scenes pictures at the last uh, photo shoot for the presenters. Nick and team with you after seven. First of all, the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 51 points at 60.